Hey everyone, welcome back to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I am so honored to bring you guests that speak to the heart of being a sister in Christ in business, walking out a mission in the marketplace, and being the high achievers that we are, but being fully surrendered to the Lord being our CEO. And my guest today has has walked all of that. She is a spiritual mentor to me. I've been so blessed to call her friend. I've been so blessed to work with her directly in the work that she does, but also to be coached by her as an entrepreneur. And we are going to talk today about divine alignment, divine assignment with our guest, Wynn Briscoe. Wynn, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. We are honored to have you here. This is streaming all over. I can't wait to see uh, what the Holy Spirit brings forward for us today. So I'd love for you to start by telling us a little bit about you and the work you're currently doing, but but really the journey the Lord has taken you on to launch Divine Alignment, Divine Assignment. Well, first off, I want to say thank you. It's an honor. Um, to be invited to even be on this platform with you and um, how I am just so grateful to just witness the journey along with you, like tears, tears, tears of joy to be along with you on this journey. So thank you for this opportunity. Um, as you stated, we've worked together. Um, I have a career of, of over uh, 30 years of entrepreneurship and um, many, many decades of community and economic development. And it's really been the work that God has called me um, to do, to really be the hands and the feet and walk alongside his people to bring to fruition the visions, the purposes, the passions that he's put in his people. And so that has been the summary of my my existence, really, is to just be the vessel that God has called me to be, um, to be the messenger, the mouthpiece, to pass on the messages that God gives me to other people uh, for such a time as this, and to just walk alongside them um, hand in hand many times to just make sure that um, they are in alignment with the will of God for their life. So beautiful. And I would venture to say that sometimes it's not just hand in hand, right? It's like the arms around the yes. shoulder and and kind of moving them forward because this entrepreneur journey is not easy. And I know there is an ease because we allow him to be our CEO, but there is challenge. So when tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you faced, because, you know, I know that you went directly into entrepreneurship after graduating college, but then God called you into the workplace and now yeah. he's calling you in a new way. How has that been a challenge? Well, let me tell you, it was a challenge to even go into the workplace. My family is kind of 50-50 entrepreneurship and career federal employees. And so I knew, uh, you know, growing up, um, one of my grandmothers helped to raise me when my parents were at work. We really didn't have a daycare. It was you were with a grandmother or two or an auntie. And so um, having grandmother, uh, you know, that really helped raise me was an entrepreneur um, her whole life. You know, she might have worked um, a few different careers, but, you know, at the core, she always had a separate venture. And so um, my grandma, Sarah, was vital in helping to shape who 
I am today. She taught me three things. Uh, my mother went back to work after a few months, as moms do, right, after having a newborn. And, um, you know, I went with grandma there. And so um, as a, uh, a senior <laughs> with the toddler, uh, you know, and she was with me until she put me on the bus, you know, I was with her until, oh my God, I don't even think, when did I ever stop going to grandma's house? I, I think it was probably late teenage years. So we were together, we were in tandem, right? So that's where my old spirit comes from is being raised by a grandmother. But um, she taught me three things, Erin. She taught me how to pray, how to cook, and how to be an entrepreneur. And um, if I could say, you know, the importance of mentorship and the importance of elders in your life to sow into you in a positive way, I am a physical manifestation of the things that she instilled in me. And so any given day, I'm pulling on those threads of loving to cook, um, loving to serve people in the way that God has gifted me to do so, um, and to to always make sure I am praying without ceasing. I, I, it's, it's just like breathing at this point. So because she instilled that in me from, from a very, very, very young age. It's funny that, um, you know, I don't, now that my kids are grown, like I remember being with my grandmother all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like she was our caregiver. And I know there are powerful women sitting here listening to this today who, who have so much wisdom and maybe they don't have nieces, nephews, children, grandchildren, et cetera. But let, a, let us not forget that, that we can be those mentors to the women, the young girls, et cetera, in our lives. Right. And they need us to do that because I know you were a preacher's kid and you certainly would have been shaped to pray and all of those pieces, but had it not been for grandma, Sarah, like it'd be a very different experience that you're bringing forward into the kingdom today. So, mm -hmm. so, so beautiful. Um, tell us when, when you went back, like, what was your reaction when the Lord called you into the workplace? <laughs> well, I will tell you, um, coming out of high school, I didn't even have a choice. So that was the first time going into the workplace. Um, in high school, I loved my job. I was working at Baskin Robbins and I loved serving ice cream. <laughs> so uh, my favorite flavor to this day, believe it or not, is vanilla because all flavors are based off of vanilla, right? And so it's the core of all ice creams. And uh, then from there, I wanted to stay working at Baskin's and my mother said no. We have a job for you working downtown at the agency where she was working at the time, which was the Environmental Protection Agency. And she knew that, you know, as she they used to say, I was a tree hugger. They knew I loved all things nature. The tomboy at the core, right, was always outside uh, climbing a tree and saving a leaf. You know, Barbies weren't my thing. Anyone that knows me personally knows that uh, the hair and makeup you see now is only in the recent years. The tomboy at the core. So um, that was my first time in the workplace in a professional setting. 17, fresh out of high school. Um, from a rural town and being thrown into downtown DC. I don't know how to hail a cab. I don't know how to ride the Metro, right? And um, and now I'm an actual federal government employee at the age of 17, having to get a work permit because I'm not an adult. My parents having to sign for me to be an employee and um, life changed in an instance for me, okay? It, it took me from having to grow up quickly to having to grow up 
in a way that I think it forced the trajectory of the way I am now, where it just forced me into leadership. It forced me into uh, growth in the professional field long before I think I was ready, right? Again, I'm still a teenager. I'm 17. I I am not even adult yet, right? Um, and so being forced into that environment. So that was the first time. Paid my way through college at University of Maryland, right? Go Terps. <laughs> and um, it, it came to the point where I knew God was calling me out of the workforce nine to five and into entrepreneurship. And so I knew how my parents felt about my federal government service. They were really, really proud of me. Right. My dad was like, this is great. You're on the FBS track. Right. Most people didn't know that. And so, you know, he's he's looking at the career trajectory for me. And um, and I know what God is saying. And they're not aligned. And so I had to follow God. Right. Here I am. Um, Twenty two and uh, I'm going down to human resources, federal government. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what God is saying. And I said to human resources, I greatly appreciate this position, but I need to resign. Can you walk me through this process of, of this paperwork, right? I don't know what this means, right? They're like, oh, this is great. You've been here longer than five years. You can reinstate anytime, you know, anytime you want to come back. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and so um, I completed the paperwork and I resigned as a federal employee and, um, and, God had already had me go downtown for you all are not aware. You know, we didn't have an online system back then in 2001. You had to physically go to the building. And so I went to the building in Baltimore in October of 2001 and I created my incorporation. I already had business owners lined up. And so when December graduation came, which was actually on my day of birth, my actual birthday was my graduation from college, right? Getting my degree. My bachelor's, I was so excited, right? What a great birthday gift. And before that, just a few days, I called my parents and I said to them, I have some great news. And they're like, oh, what, what's happening with your career path at work? And I said, um, well, I'd like to tell you that I've resigned. I've started my corporation. I'm going to be doing business consulting, uh, you know, and strategic plans full time and I will no longer be a federal employee. It was silence. I was just gonna say, it must have been silent. <laughs> and then it was not. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> My father said, do you know how many people want to get into the federal government? And I said, well, there's now a vacancy for the right person. Yeah, yeah, and that started this tra trajectory of your consulting. I know that you worked with your sister to create an organic products company, Forever yeah. Eden. Um, and then God called you back in. Yeah, yeah. 15 years of self-employment, right? God is providing. So you all don't be afraid to take the leap because I left federal service and went self-employed for 15 years. There was not a bill late. Credit was impeccable, okay? When I tell you God sustained me for 15, I'm not saying a year, 15 years, okay? From 2001 to 2016 is when God called me back. My dear friend, Linda, was retiring from our organization. And she said, when this would be a perfect position for you. 
And I read it over and I was like, it's what I do in my private firm all day long. I do it in my sleep. No problem. And then I looked at the salary. I looked at the commitment of time. And I was like, God, I know you're not calling. <laughs> God said, go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, Lord, you know, the way that my, you know, budgets are set up. I'm a heavy budget girl. So the math is not mathing. I need you to make this sense, make sense. And I need uh, this time, right? Because an entrepreneur, you know, we set our windows of time, right? And so, um, okay, Monday through Thursday was the original position, okay? And I'm looking at the salary and I'm like, this is a fraction of what I make in self-employment myself, okay? But God, if you are calling me to this, I will leave self-employment and I will come back into the workplace. I get to the interview, Aaron, and my God, my mentor, who you know I love, is interviewing me. And she says, well, great news. The position has changed, and it's not a Monday through Thursday as we advertise. It's actually going to be Monday through Friday. <laughs> but it's the same pay. And I sat there, you know, do you still want the position? And I'm in my head, honey, Abba is like, take the assignment. Don't worry about the money. I will bridge the gap. This is, this is, these are hard conversations within self. Abba, listen, you got me. I'm not worried about a dollar in 15 years. So you think I'm worried about this now? You've got me. I said, I accept the position. I knew it was a divine assignment. I knew God had me and he's had me ever since. And so to transition from being the consultant in that role to now being the director to lead the consultants um, and to lead the region forward through a pandemic and our businesses are thriving. And it's, it's only because the hand of God, Aaron. It, I know being in alignment is what has allowed this to happen. If I would have stepped in my own vein to maintain the lifestyle that I was, you know, maintaining God had for me at that time, I was like, no. And God had me par down and downsize, right? And everything he had me to do, pay off all of my debt, Everything he had me to do in alignment for this new trajectory of where he's taking me now <laughs> for 2024 of taking me now back off of the nine to five and really into doing his work, even more hands and feet in the community uh, with the faith based initiatives that he's called me to um, creating divine alignment, divine assignment, which all God all day. Right. When people ask what is DADA? And I just, I'm just like, it is the hand of God. I don't know how to put it in a box for you, right? And and give it uh, a proper description, you know, all day long. I can articulate what business owners do. I can understand, you know, uh, from a business planning perspective, right? We can walk you through things for your coaching. But when it, when it comes to what DADA is, I can't really put that in a box because it's so divine. Um it's really flowing with the hand of God to walk alongside people, to give them that what they need at that moment. That's mm. really what the ADA is. Mm, mm. It, and you know 
because of what he's shown you, right? Like we know that he is a good God and we can trust him. And he so graciously gives us the opportunities to experience that such that then you can look and go, well, I know I can trust you because, you know, I think it's the Elevation Church song, Do It Again, where it's like, I've seen you move the mountains and I believe that you will do it again, right? right. When I, I'm sure that you've encountered this and I know, I know I have with my coaching clients, but also those who are listening is like, how do you know when it is a divine assignment? Oh, God is very clear to me. Um, being a messenger, I hear God very clearly. So that's a different level of, of, of intimacy with God. So he instructs me. I tell people um, it's like being in the military and being on assignment. He deploys me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I show up, I just don't randomly show up in your presence. Um, I love when strangers tell me, you were right on time. Mm -hmm. You're exactly what I needed. Or I prayed for this. And it just reaffirms that, that this is my assignment. This is the calling, the calling that's on my life. Um, and it has nothing to do with being, you know, a preacher's kids. People would ask that, right? right? And right. I said, no, my father became a pastor when I was an adult and married. Right. Thankfully. I'm yeah. so grateful that I did not <laughs> grow up with a father as a pastor. Um, and shout out to those who have had that experience. My heart goes to you because there's a little bit of trauma associated with that, you know, because you don't have that parent as much in the home um, because they're fully committed. And so I'm grateful that my father waited until after his retirement <laughs> from federal service to start his ministry. And, and by that time, um, I had already been married for a few years. So I was good and grown and um, well established in my roots to be able to, you know, to facilitate life um, outside of that shadow. Well, and, and I want to add well established in your own faith practice, right? Because yeah. as we're growing up, whatever your background is, we tend to take on what our parents do or don't do faith wise. Mm -hmm. And so you have had this relationship with the Lord on your own. I mean, to be called out of federal service at age 22 to begin consulting, right? Like right. clearly you had that intimate relationship. So I just want to step back one bit on that and say, for those who are going, how do I hear the Lord that way? Like, what do I have to do? What would you say? Oh my goodness. God is always speaking. So I want to encourage everyone where, you know, there is no uniqueness in this. God is always speaking. He always wants to communicate with you. Some tools that will be helpful is minimize the noise. Mm, mm. Okay. Minimize the noise. Seek his face, whether that's the time that you spend in prayer, the time that you spend reading your Bible. Okay. It really takes some intimate time. That's the best way I can describe it is when you want to build a healthy relationship with anyone, you dedicate quality time, right? right? It's it's not an afterthought or a happenstance. It's quality time. And so that's what God is desiring from us is mm -hmm. quality time. And the right. more time you spend in his word, in quiet, in prayer, you will hear the unique voice to you. Yeah. Some, you know, some hear it in songs, some hear it, um, you know, audibly. I hear it audibly. I hear them audibly, but some people hear them in so many different 
ways, right? That's where right. there's messages that come in, there's signs, there's confirmations. You'll you'll know, you'll get that snowflake, as I say, what's what's really unique to you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, you know, the Jesus says in the word that his sheep will know his name and he will know his voice. And we can't know his voice if we're not spending that time with him. So I love this so much. So so now we've talked about divine assignment and and the key to really understanding and hearing and feeling the Lord's t- speaking to you and assigning you and and that kind of thing. What does it mean to be divinely aligned? How do we do that? Oh my goodness. So I love that he gave this name. I didn't create that, you know, know. people were like, where did you come? This is all God. And that divine alignment, if you think about how a cross is shaped, right? And that T and how that alignment is just up and down, right? You getting in God's will. That looks like surrender. That looks like obedience. That looks like walking in faith. Okay. That looks like having trust in God. And so those are things when you are in alignment with the will of God for your life. And that really boils down to what Aaron and I talk about all the time, which is obedience. Okay. Getting in that, in that alignment from there, that is where you had that connectivity. That's where you have that relationship. That's where you're, you're really in that flow and in the will of God for your life, where he hears your desires and he knows what you would like to do. He hears your heart. He does. But ultimately, it's God's will that will prevail. And you have to learn to really settle in that. And, and that's really, Aaron, where I've been walking people along is that's a tough one for a lot of folks that kind of have that A-type personality and want to be in control. <laughs> Girl, you're preaching to the choir, right? <laughs> right? Where God took me to this journey for myself, where I could say I used to be an A-type personality. I used to be a one, you know, one in control. I used to have a master calendar and, and schedule out the whole year. I used to call my family, Aaron, and I would joke, sending them an email and say, okay, it's January. I need to know all of your dates, right? right. I, need, I, I need to know weddings and funerals. That was That's always right. the joke in the family, right? Mm-hmm. I need to know so I can be the master planner. Yes. And God told me a few years ago when I was with my little sister, we were out on spring break and God said to me, you will no longer be a planner. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, will, I, don't, I don't know how to function without... <laughs> Uh, you know, Outlook and Google and I don't, you know, how am I functioning? <clears throat> God was like, you're going to follow the cloud and mm. you're going to go with the flow That's and I'm right. going to direct you and mm. you'll have a loose framework of where I'm calling you, right? To hold some dates and some times that I'm asking you to hold, but you're going to go with this flow. And let me tell you, Aaron, that surrender um in July of 2018 for me, it's in my upcoming book that'll be coming out prayfully in the next year. Um, and that chapter is called The Ultimate Surrender. And so that's that's where it starts, is just releasing control and saying, Abba, you've got it. You've always had it. But now I'm fully yielded to that concept 
of you always having it, mm. fully releasing it. And now my days, when I tell you they're so stressed, I mean, Aaron, it's just like you're floating from day to day. Yes. You're not feeling like, oh, I need a, a vacation because I'm stressed out. No, because everything that I'm doing is in the will of God. So mm. I don't need to escape. That's right. Right? From doing something in my will. No, because I'm doing what's in God's will. And God has clearly stated that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen. And so, yes, there might be challenges that will come. And God might test my heart posture on how I respond. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm mm-hmm. um, always growing, always deepening my and so, But at the end of the day, it has been an amazing journey mm-hmm. of just surrendering to God's will, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being in obedience and swift obedience, not procrastinating. Right. Not delaying. <laughs> right. He told me to do so and so. How quickly can I get that done? Right. OK. Yeah. And how quickly, not only how quickly can I get that done, but how can I get that done and not like try to multiply it? So in my own power, right? Like he gave you two things and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, but if I do six, <laughs> right, right. Do yeah. what he said to do. When That's people right. are asking me when I'm walking alongside of them with coaching and, and they're like, well, how do I know? Well, go back and do the last thing that God mm. said. Have you done That's that? Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. We don't need to conquer world peace. No. Have you just been obedient? Did he just say, go love your family member? Uh, Did he say, go feed this person? Right. Did he say to do this better within your health? What did he tell you to do? That's just go do that. Yeah. Allow that to be a well done. He'll give you your next assignment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things as you were talking, a couple of things came up for me. Number one was, um, can as, as high achievers, as type A's, can we go from A is for achievement to A is for amen? Come on, Holy mm. Spirit. Come mm. on. You just gave me that. <laughs> and then the second thing is, you know, the world wants to sell us this, this dream of entrepreneurship as you know, life by design and you can have the freedom and the flexibility. And, you know, if you just do this in your business and then you'll be able to do that. And because we know that Jesus turns the world upside down, that it turns this definition of freedom and ease upside down to do it his way. And I know this about you because I've walked alongside you. And when, when, you know, I know that you get up in the morning and you're like, where do you want me to be? What do you want me to wear? What do you want me to eat? Like all of those things. And therefore, to and I said this at the beginning, to be in your atmosphere when is to experience what peace looks like. It's to experience not that life is easy because I love that you shared that he still challenges you, right? Right. But that there is an ease that to me also speaks to Philippians 4, 6, and 7, right? Like, like, do not worry, like lay your requests at the foot of God of, of the cross and you walk that out. And, and I know you have challenged, like, I know this, right. But there is an ease that comes with that. And I think if we could set it down and I know you probably have days sometimes where you're like, I know I set that at the foot of the cross, but I picked it back up. Right. 
because we're human. We're going to have that. Mm -hmm. But, but I just, I love that. And doing the last thing that God told us to do, right? Like we talk a lot about obedience. So with that segue, before we finish up, tell us about, and by the way, everyone that's listening, wins links are going to be in the show notes. What is the obedience coaching? Like why and what Mm. and how? Well, I'm going to tell you, God, this was all God for sure. So as, as you stated, it, it's in the links. Obedience coaching, I didn't even know was a thing. People have been reaching out to me to say, we are watching you and you're living a lifestyle of fully, I mean, yielded obedience to God's will for your life. Can you help us with that? And um, at first, I'm going to be honest with you, very transparently, I was like, I how? How? I don't I don't even feel like I'm even worthy for this. There's days where I'm, you know, where God is telling me and I, and I live obedience like a lifestyle, right? Getting up and, you know, it's a lifestyle for me. But did I feel I was equipped enough to help someone else in that? And so I had to sit with that and to pray about that. And I said, God, you know, I just want to be very honest. You know, I know what you've called me to do personally as a messenger, but am I equipped enough, right? And so, you know, praying and asking God, give me your strength, give me your strategy, help me as a messenger, give me what to say to help your people grow their relationship with you in a deeper way where they are in alignment in the will of God and they're fully obedient to what God is calling them to do. And so, that is where we start in January of 2024. It's already up and active on the website. People are already submitting their requests. There is no charge. And I love the quote that God gave me um, where he literally, it said, there is no charge for coaching. However, there is a cost for disobedience. And the ripple effect is the hashtag that God gave me years ago um, to just understand that Deuteronomy 28, if you read nothing else, gives you the ripple effect of obedience. It starts with the blessings of obedience and it ends with the curses of disobedience. And so if if there was ever a scripture that I could give you to take away, read that entire chapter, read it in a translation that you understand. Very, very key. When you're reading God's word, please. Everything may not be palatable in a in an old English translation. Find what is digestible for you to understand. Okay. And that scripture is the foundation of the obedience coaching to just that that whole chapter to to really help people understand it's not just about you surrendering and your will and you being obedient, but the impact that it has on the generations that are not even born. And would your great, 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 great grandchildren be blessed or cursed by the decisions you are making today? When you shared that, uh, when we talked about obedience on your show with you and Tania, Mm -hmm. uh, you shared that Deuteronomy chapter. And recently I did an episode on obedience and 
quoted that chapter because we so often think, well, I did this much. That's obedient. No, partial obedience is disobedience. <laughs> and we always talk about being on the obedience train because when you are obedient, God moves with such a force that it cannot be stopped. Mm -hmm. And that I believe is exactly what, what I've witnessed for you. I know you've helped me see it in my own business and what he's doing with divine alignment, divine assignment. There's no doubt in my mind, friends, obedience will take you further in, in God's will and God's timing and God's way than anything you could do in your own strength and power. We weren't made to operate that way. Mm -mm. We were not. Yeah. I have oh. a surprise for you. And I love how amazing Abba is because you didn't know this, but I have a surprise. Okay. And she's hearing this, you all, the first time that everyone else is hearing this. But God gave this to me um, a while back. For you and I, we have always talked about the obedience train. Yes. And so those who might see on social media, we might post um, the the train emoji, right? <laughs> right. Um, after something that's in regards to obedience or being in the will of God or things mm -hmm. of that nature. Mm -hmm. And so um, divine alignment, divine assignment, we're working in 2024 to create some official branding, okay? Because it doesn't even have a logo yet. It just has the words in the right. name, okay? Right. Um, and th that was, again, all God. And so God came to me and gave me the instruction after the DADA branding is complete. The next thing that we're supposed to work on is I'm going to be working with you. He specifically said, work with Aaron to get the branding designed for the obedience train. And we're going to create merchandise for the obedience train with DADA. And the he had me already reserved the URL and working through some trademarking. And I said, God, this is amazing. And here's the gift to you is that when that branding is finalized and you're going to help us make that design, okay, that the proceeds of those designs are going to go to Elaine's gift. Oh, when? Oh, my gosh. Ah. Uh. Gonna make okay. me cry on my own show. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I think you've heard me talk about this. So the Elaine's gift is the scholarship fund that I created to honor my mom to give scholarships to the children of single moms. We were able to give two incredible students this year um, a five thousand dollars scholarship and a fifteen hundred dollars scholarship. When oh my goodness, I have chills. So chills. your obedience again is the ripple effect, love. That's going oh. into Elaine's gift to bless students of single mothers. Mm. That's the ripple effect of the obedience train. Mm. Thank you. Oh, I don't You're have welcome. enough words. Oh my goodness. Woo, you did surprise me. <laughs> that was all oh. I, I had, I was like, that is brilliant. And, and there's nothing like telling the sovereign God that he's brilliant. But there's That's times right. when I remind him on a regular basis of how sovereign he is. Yes. Just so he knows that I am always That's in right. awe. Because yeah. who would have ever, right? We're playing checkers. He's playing chess. We have no idea um, of the magnitude. That's right. Oh, when? Well, first, thank you. I am just in awe. God is always leaving me in awe. 
Uh, thank you for today's conversation. I'm so excited. This episode will actually air audibly on all the major podcast networks on January 1. So I think it is the perfect conversation to start out the new year for our high achieving sisters in Christ. As we finish up two things um, where I know all the links will be in the show notes, but where specifically would you like people to connect with you? Oh, they can go right to Divine Alignment, Divine Assignments website. That's okay. um, divineaa.com. That's going to be the best place to reach me. Um, and everything you need is there. Uh, parting thoughts for those listening on the first day of 2024. I don't have a word that's some people have, are given a word of sure, the year. Yeah. But God gave me a few weeks ago this line that happened to rhyme. And I thought, well, that's kind of catchy. <laughs> and it said, receive more in 24. And I was like, God, that's kind of catchy and cliche all at the same time. But I receive mm -hmm. that I'm going to receive more that's right. in 24. Yeah. And I know that that comes with getting an alignment of God's will. Mm -hmm. So my parting words would be, if you do nothing else, if you do nothing else, maintaining, establishing a quiet prayer and your word, mm -hmm. if you do nothing else mm -hmm. this yeah. year, nothing else, okay? If there's no other goals set, if there's no no gym time, if there's no new regimen, let that be. Mm. Let that be. Quiet prayer, the word. Mm. So beautiful. I received that. <laughs> when thank you so much for um for all that you mean to me. I'm so grateful that the Lord just has crossed our paths and done so many uh things in our connection. And thank you for the honor of being my guest and kicking off 2024 with this incredible message. And it is a joy and such a blessing to know you and to have you on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you and I love you deeply. So I'm, I'm wishing God success on your life and I hope that you're able to capture it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Um, wishing you all Happy New Year for those that will be listening to this on January 1. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, my high achieving sister in Christ. I know that you have an established business and you've achieved six figures or higher in revenue and you're ready to refine and scale. And right now you're swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas and excited about the possibilities. But you're also overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm in a productivity fog and I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me? My client, Jen, felt this same way. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. With a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius, you'll be nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated at the end of the day, all in the beauty of my location in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. 
Jen said, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a faithful visionary with an understanding of day-to-day tactical tasks, along with financial projections and goals, is a magical combination that I've never seen before, especially from a firm foundation and faith. If you are ready to bring calm to the chaos before 2024 gets here and you're ready to tame the tornado and silence the squirrels, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to schedule your day with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.